Today is June 29th, 2021. I am the Burb. Well, 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 it has been an eventful past week in the news cycle and what some consider a veiled threat to pro-Second Amendment America. Joe Biden said that Americans would have to own F-15s and nuclear weapons if we wanted to go against the U.S. government. Let's have a listen. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. So is Joe Biden in this statement actually confirming that the U.S. government is the enemy of the American people? Why would the American people need to go up against the U.S. government if the U.S. government is still by the people and for the people? Unless it isn't, of course. Uh, looks like old Joe let the cat out of the bag on that one. Of course, the remarks made were intended to justify the further restriction of gun rights in the United States, making it harder for people to purchase firearms. I don't understand why Joe Biden or the Democrats are even pushing for further gun control at this point. Don't they understand that just by virtue of Joe Biden being in office and the Democrats controlling the House, that Americans have read the tea leaves and already bought all of the guns? Seriously, have you tried to buy a gun lately? Good luck even finding a gun to buy. Same with ammo. There are still shortages everywhere. Regardless, the U.S. government is further exposed as being the enemy of the American people by infringing on our right to bear arms and our freedom of self-defense. The U.S. Constitution is clear that the right to bear arms is a natural right, and it shall not be infringed by the U.S. government. But that only matters to the U.S. government so long as the U.S. Constitution matters, which, of course, it does not matter to the U.S. government. The U.S. government doesn't operate under the U.S. Constitution anymore. No, it operates under a quagmire of emergency powers, treaties, uh, namely with the United Nations, and under commercial law found within the U.S. Code of Laws. Generations ago, special interest groups like big banks, big agra, big business, and more recently, big tech, hijacked the U.S. government using the Constitution as both a sword to advance their agendas and as a shield to protect them from prosecution for a multitude of crimes. Today, the Constitution is considered by the elite to be ceremonial in nature only, only to be used for their benefit, that is, what Joe Biden said is clear evidence that government never has the best interests of the people at heart. Government is a system of state authority that is ultimately designed to ruin the liberties of the people at the behest of the elite. What is needed is self-protectorate. Self-protectorate is a system designed to fully protect and affirm the freedoms, rights, and privileges of the people. Unlike government, self-protectorate does in fact have the best interest of the people in mind because unlike government, it is actually by the people and for the people. In a self-protectorate, every person is guaranteed the freedom of self-defense and the immutable right to bear arms in defense of their lives from all direct physical threats, foreign and domestic. Government tries to strip liberties away from the people by changing the laws. Unlike government, in a self-protectorate, the laws are not allowed to change, thereby fully securing the liberties of the people. In other news, Kamala Harris finally visited the southern U.S. border. Aren't we so proud? Hasn't she finally made all of us overjoyed? And now the problem at the southern border has been totally solved, right? 
We all know how much better things automatically get when politicians get involved. I'm sure that the crisis is over. And now that Harris has finally visited the border, the high school mentality media will drop the issue and we'll never hear about it anymore. Isn't that how it always is done? Hmm? Yes, by virtue of a high profile politician making a visit, all the problems go away. No, really, that's how it works. You mean you didn't know that politicians have godlike powers? Of course they don't. The crisis at the border is easy to solve and there is no political will anywhere in the US government to actually solve the problem. If they really wanted to solve the problem, then complete the wall, increase the amount of border patrol agents and coast guard ships patrolling the territorial waters around the US and disincentivize foreigners from coming to the US illegally while making it easier for others to come here legally. I find that one of the best ways to disincentivize illegal immigration is to start charging business owners who hire illegal immigrants with jail time and serious fines that can put their business out of business. Again, this is a simple fix, but I'm sure that Kamala Harris has it all figured out. In other news, Biden's Attorney General and the Department of Injustice are now suing Georgia for its new voter integrity law under the premise that the law is racist for requiring an ID to vote. Yes, the U.S. government now believes it is racist to require someone to have identification. Please remember that the next time you are required to use your social security number to submit your tax return, it's now racist to pay taxes. Uh, the law is only racist to them because illegal aliens would not be able to vote and it would be harder for any political party to steal an election. I mean, what is the problem with requiring an ID? Everyone is already required to have an ID to drive, buy tobacco, alcohol, firearms, or even prescription drugs. Well, if that's true, then government is definitely racist because government requires everybody to have an ID and a license for all sorts of things like paying taxes. See folks, <clears throat> the government now admits that paying taxes to the government is racist. <laughs> I mean, what kind of logic is that? You're going to say that a law that requires citizens to provide valid identification to prove that they are a citizen and that they are voting in the correct precinct where they live is racist? How do you draw the conclusion that it has anything to do with race? Conservatives and patriots alike have said for a long time that communists will always play the race card on everything, and I used to think that was just a colloquialism. But as it turns out, it's now absolutely true. Communists call everything they don't agree with as racist, but conservatives and patriots alike know the truth. We know that it's actually the communists that are the racists. They push out racist philosophies like critical race theory into the education system to indoctrinate America's youth to hate their country and pretty much turn them into the new Hitler's youth brigade. Uh, the entire intent of communism is to destroy the traditional values of righteousness in order to rip society apart so the elite can mold society into their image, an image of an unattainable ideal as it is in fact, a self-defeating ideal. Patriots and conservatives alike should know that communism was set up by the global financial elite as a bait and switch economic program, promising utopia up front but actually delivering hell on earth on the back end. Communism is an economic system established by the global financial elite to continually consolidate more power into their hands. It actually does the opposite of what its proponents intend. It makes the rich richer, the poor poorer, and there is no equality at all under communism and no liberty. In regarding, 
in regard to uh, voting laws and election laws, um, and all the laws in general, I'll say this. Government will always devolve to the lowest common denominator. This is why the Democrats, I mean, this is why the communists, uh, let's call them what they really are, are pushing to weaken voting and election laws to allow everyone to vote, even non-citizens. Are the communists suggesting we strengthen election and voting laws? No, they want to weaken them. And what are patriots and conservatives doing about it? Well, next to nothing, really. Uh, they want to require an ID to vote, which, common sense, should be a requirement anyway. But who is out there saying that there needs to be a complete overhaul of the way that elections are run? Who is saying that there needs to be drug tests for the candidates? And background checks? And basic intelligence tests? Who's saying that? Did you know that in many jurisdictions, convicted felons who are prevented from legally possessing a firearm can still run for office? Did you know that drug addicts can run for office? Many times, there are no background checks, no drug tests, no polygraph, no basic intelligence tests, no resume, no civil service requirements, no prior experience, no college degrees, no, none of these. Why should we as a country allow candidates to run for office where they are to be entrusted to propose and make laws or to oversee the military and the nation's nuclear arsenal without so much as a basic drug test? Most employers require drug tests of their newly hired employees, and most employers require job candidates to go through a battery of tests and other hurdles just to be hired for a simple job. Yet, in the United States of America, there are virtually no similar requirements of, of political candidates. This is insanity. This is absolute nuts. The election systems in the United States are totally broken. Some are better than others, but when the people are electing a candidate to fill an office knowing that the person has a criminal history, what are they thinking? There has got to be some semblance of sanity in the way that people select viable candidates to run for office. A self-protectorate solves the glaringly obvious failing of government by instituting not an election system, but a selection system. In a self-protectorate, the people are still able to elect the best candidate to office but similar to the hiring process of most upper-level management jobs in a professional company, uh, there are a number of hurdles to clear before the candidate can be considered for the position, or in this case, run in an election. A self-protectorate requires candidates to be a citizen of, of appropriate age, have a resume, undergo background checks, drug tests, basic intelligence tests, and a polygraph or some other a professionally administered deception detection test. In a self-protectorate, if a candidate is found to have been convicted of a felony or is facing charges rising to the level of a felony, they are immediately disqualified from the process. They cannot be elected. If they can't pass a drug test, they can't be elected either. It's really that simple. I mean, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris ran for office in a self-protectorate, do you think they would have made it into office? Not likely. A self-protectorate further guarantees the people that the selection system is in their best interest over that of pure elections found in government. Office holders can only serve for one term and cannot serve in any other state office at any point in time after that. Nepotism is also not allowed, meaning that if a candidate is immediately related to, or used to be related to, uh, by blood or by marriage, even if divorced, 
to someone who once held office or currently holds office, they are automatically disqualified from the selection process. We don't want any political dynasties. Also, there's an easy recall system where a majority of the people can vote to have an office holder removed from office at any point during their term to immediately be followed by a special selection in order to have the vacancy filled for the remainder of the term. If you are a patriot, listen up, or a conservative, then I need you right now to spread the word about self-protectorate. Not only is self-protectorate the alternative to government, it is arguably the best way to bring about lasting freedom and fairness in our world. Don't believe the lies that government officials tell you when they say things like, the government has your best interests at heart. We all know that's a load of hooey. And I won't lie to you and say that self-protectorate is perfect. It's not perfect, but it's a ton better than government at securing the lives, the liberties, and property of the people. But only by instituting a self-protectorate can we defeat all the overwhelming corruption coming out of Washington, D.C. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for listening. Please check out bethebird.com for more info on self-protectorate. You can find me on various social media platforms such as Gab, Minds, and Brideon. I think I'm also on Parler and MeWe and CloudHub. Please join me on these platforms. Don't follow me, but join me. All of us can be the burb by standing up and telling others about the message of self-protectorate. Please join me in spreading the word about self-protectorate. Tell your friends and your family about this broadcast that will be released now every Tuesday into the foreseeable future. I need to apologize to my listeners as I have been away for several months taking care of family-related issues, but from here on out, it is full speed ahead. Also, if you want to learn even more about self-protectorate and how it can permanently secure your rights and freedoms, you can find the book Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World for sale at Amazon.com or Gumroad.com. That's G-U-M-R-O-A-D.com. Please also check out conventionofstates.com and sign up to let your state reps know that you will support them in pushing for an Article 5 Convention of States that can help us transition our government into a self-protectorate that will truly protect the lives, liberties, and property of all Americans. Let's put an end to systemic corruption from D.C. together. We can make a difference, and we can do it. It will lead our country to a better destiny filled with freedom and peace. Until next time, keep promoting righteous change.